Holy Ghost will speak to them and touch them and they're going to bring back a fire that cannot be contained when they come home. Would you do that with me? We've got eight students this year going to the youth camp program. We've got them going from junior high through the little kids. And I want you to stand to your feet with me. I want you to stretch your hand forward. I want you to stand and stretch your hand forward and pray with me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for a Holy Ghost movement getting ready to happen at youth camps here in Ohio and in every country state in this country. Every single state within this country. Oh, would you bind together with me, saints of God. Would you bind together with me, saints of God. Holy Ghost, I pray like never before. Some are meeting for the first time since the pandemic. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would move in such a great way. Let a wave of the Spirit begin to flow. Let more students than ever before receive the Holy Ghost baptism. More students be saved than ever before in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, God, I'm going to bring this down home. I pray, Lord, here at home, let there be a wave of Holy Spirit baptisms and salvations amongst our children and our students in the house. I decree and I declare it, God. And I believe there's going to be a roar rise up out of the students. In the most holy and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Father, we get into the word of God this morning. We get into the word of God, and I pray that you would use me for the glory and honor of Jesus Christ. And all the saints said, amen. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. Amen. Praise God. Isn't the Lord good? Oh, isn't the Lord good? Oh, can we give him just one more hand clap of praise and love this morning? Woo! I don't know why I want to whoop. It just feels good. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something on the inside of me that makes me not want to be dead in silence. Amen. Amen. I'm convinced some people will be the first to go in the rapture. You know why? Because the Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. You'll get that on the way home. Praise God. We appreciate all of you. So good to see you today. Let's get into the word of God very quickly. Amen. Oh, it's all good. I'm excited about next Sunday because it's Father's Day and pastor's going to be back in the house preaching. Somebody give the Lord a shout. I told him, I've told him every Sunday, I said, if you feel the Holy Ghost, you just let the Holy Ghost use you and you be his vessel. I said, you're not going to offend me, hurt my feelings whatsoever. Amen. One verse of scripture I'd like to read and actually going to do something a little uncharacteristic of myself. I'm going to read a passage of scripture all because of the word usage out of the King James Version. Luke's Gospel chapter 8 beginning at verse 48. And it says, And he said unto her, 
daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. I want to read that one more time. Luke, the 8th chapter, the 48th verse says this in the King James Version. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Amen. I had heard a story several years ago about an early 20th century vacuum cleaner salesman. He was desperate for money, and they had told him that he had to sell 10 vacuum cleaners before he could, if he wanted to keep his job, he had to sell 10 vacuum cleaners. So this was early 20th century, and he had to think of the cleverest scheme to be able to sell his vacuum cleaners. Now, I've got some traits of a salesman, but I'm not one who likes to drive people nuts because if I don't need it, I don't want you to tell me I need it. I'll tell you if I need it. Can I have an amen in the house? Amen? Amen? Warranties don't last that long. They do end every once in a while, and then the cost ends up falling on my shoulders. So I'll tell you if I need something. But this man had to sell vacuum cleaners, and he went door-to-door. Anybody remember door-to-door salesmen? But he had to go door-to-door. And finally, he come up. He walked up to this farm, and there was a giant farmhouse, and he knocked on the door. And he walks into the house. The lady welcomes him, and he takes this big bag of horse manure, giant bag of horse manure, and he dumps it all over her floor. And he said, I tell you, I've got the best vacuum cleaner in the world. I stand by it so much that if my vacuum cleaner does not clean up this mess, I will eat every bit of it. That's when the lady said, would you like some ketchup or chili sauce to go with that? Because there's no electricity in the house. (laughs) You better make sure there's power in the house before you do anything that crazy. Oh, Lord have mercy. You better make sure there is power in the house before you do anything that crazy. This verse of Scripture is derived from one of, honestly, one of probably the most common passages of Scripture. A passage of Scripture that has been preached inside and outside, upways and downways by many men of God down through the years. They have come to the... They would many times quote the famous sentence in this miracle that says, if I can just grab the hem of his garments, I will be made whole. And if you want a sentence in Scripture that will bring revival into a church service, it is that one. There was something with this woman with an issue of blood or as the uh, more modern translations refer to it as a flow of blood. And here she was, the Bible says that she had had this issue for 12 years and this infirmity for 12 years. At this time, I'd like for us to go to the passage of Scripture in full in Luke's Gospel, chapter 8, but I will be reading this out of the New King James Version. Amen. I want to give way to the Holy Spirit. Please do not think, but I forgot to tell my wife I need like time. Amen. Because I am on schedule today. (laughs) I am on schedule, but I want the Holy Spirit to have his way. 20 minutes. Amen. 
Luke's Gospel, chapter 8, beginning at verse 43 through verse 48, it says this. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. Mark's Gospel actually adds a sentence in there and says, in fact, she became worse. Her condition became worse rather than better. Verse 44 said, came from behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, who touched me? Verse 46. But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. In this passage of scripture, we culturally will lean and focus on that touch of the hem of Jesus' garment. But I want to kind of move just a hair past that particular touch, and I want to focus on his reaction to the touch. I want to talk about the fact that when the woman had actually touched Jesus, Jesus literally felt it's like we, we read this account where he felt manifested power leave him. An authority leave him. The word power here translates dunamai. Or it's the female version of what we would refer to the word as dunamis. The same power that is translated as being the Holy Ghost power, the word dunamis. And the famous word that we get from dunamis is dynamite. In the translation of dunamis, there is one sentence that says, the power to change existing properties. The power to change existing properties. I don't know if you remember, but years ago on the Andy Griffith Show, Mayberry was going through a controversial time of highway construction. And they were destroying hillsides and mountains and such. And there was this one particular man from the great county of Mayberry who had a goat, and he got loose. Anybody remember this? The goat got loose and decided to have a little snack on that dynamite <laughs> that dynamite and he snuck in that they didn't know what to do they couldn't they's like we got to keep him calm we got to keep him calm anybody remember what the antidote was for that goat that they walked him out of town it was a harmonica that barney played now on the show they would rate that Barney wasn't really a talented guy and he as he would remember when he sang in the town choir and Andy said he's always just about a half step off. He's always just about a half a step off. But did you know that Don Knotts in real life was actually a very talented musician? He could play like 15 or 20 instruments. But Barney was playing that harmonica and it began to calm that goat down and they begin to walk out of the town and that's how the, the uh, episode had ended. 
I tell you, there's nothing that'll lighten faces up more than a good old story about Andy Griffith. Can I have an amen to that? But as they begin to walk that goat out of town, there's revelation, Holy Spirit revelation in the midst of that, is that there is an entity that is afraid of our changing power. He's called the devil. And in the midst of all the evil that he is trying to fight our country with and as we said, fight our students with, you want to know why he's doing this? He's afraid of what the church is capable of. Because what happens is when the church gets a hold of Jesus, something begins to happen. Something life transforming begins to happen. So much so that he sits from heaven and goes, whoa, somebody's trying to get a hold of me. That's what was happening with the woman with the issue of blood. He said, somebody received manifested power. Somebody received miraculous power. I don't know about you, but I believe we're in a day and age where we need the power of the Holy Ghost like never before. Where we need the power of the Holy Ghost to fill us and to use us and make the devil afraid of us. Can I get old preachery for just a second and tell you the devil is afraid of an empowered church. He's not winning. That's why he's attacking. He's throwing out every claw he's got because his days are numbered. His days are few. Soon and very soon, Jesus is going to put everything into alignment and all the things we have believed for we'll see face to face. Bless God Almighty. Look at somebody this morning and say, the devil is afraid of you. Hallelujah. I might be getting a little lit this morning, but I feel authority in the house. I feel victory in the house. I feel salvation in the house because I believe there's some folks ready to get a hold of Jesus and receive a life-changing transformation. Hallelujah. The Bible says, here we have the miracle of the woman with the issue of blood. And here we have it's partnered because of a journey and a path that the woman with the issue of blood miracle actually happens while Jesus is on his way to something else big. And the Bible indicates that there was a 12-year-old girl who was the daughter of a synagogue leader by the name of Jairus. I don't believe it's by happenstance that the Bible records that this girl was only 12 years old, that this girl was 12 years old. I don't believe it's by happenstance that this detail is given to us in Scripture because you have a 12-year-old girl who's ailing and dying along with a woman who's had an infirmity for 12 years. Do you see the partnership there between the two miracles and how God intervenes and how God will move? is that you have a sudden infirmity, a sudden affliction with a drawn-out affliction. But they both can be changed suddenly. 
that whether the affliction has been something we have been battling with for more than a decade or something we've only been battling with for three days, he's still able and willing to suddenly turn that around. Hallelujah. You've got one instance where an attack came out of nowhere. I mean, literally, an attack, it's like it came out of nowhere. Then you've got an affliction that has been happening for 12 years. It has caused a depletion, not just physically, but also monetarily in the life of this woman. And the Bible says the situation as she sought out the counsel and the healing of doctors is that the condition didn't get better, it only got worse. Have you ever had such a thing begin to transpire in your life to where it's like you're kind of on a mountaintop, then all of a sudden something out of nowhere hits you? And then all of a sudden there's other afflictions that we battle with and we, it's like we almost make peace with and understanding with. The drawn out affliction, the things that we are continuously, the life altering things. Because there's something you have to understand with the woman with the issue of blood. There was a marking on her life of uncleanliness. There was a curse, an overshadowing of this. Read, I believe it is, at the end of Leviticus chapter 15 about all the laws and things that she had to follow and the orderings in order to be able to be rated clean. There's even times of seclusion after, sir, I don't want to get too graphic. There's a few children in the room. There's times of seclusion, times of isolation, and now it's like she never even had the opportunity to even start the times of isolation. Can, can I tell you something? It is not the prerogative of God to keep anybody out of the house of the Lord. I, I want to say that for just a second. It is not the body of Christ was intended to be conjoined and be united. And together. See, we build up one another. We stay together. And the enemy would love to keep you isolated. I don't know, I just want to speak one more time to the live. If you're able to get to services, come and be with us. It'll only make you stronger. Praise God. It'll only make you stronger. And see, here this woman was, she was supposed to be in a state of isolation, yet she continued to believe. In other words, her step of faith says, I'm not going to keep the ailment contained any longer I'm going to make the faith out loud Woo! a step of faith is taking that first step that breaks those barriers that keep us away from the miracle hallelujah there's power in the continual and perpetual belief the not giving up the not, I'm not going to give up because the Bible talks about how there is this reaching in by the woman and this belief that if I can just get a hold of Jesus, I know I will be made well. 
Oh, so much so that nothing stood in the way. Nothing contained her. Nothing stopped her. The crowd didn't stop her. The uncleanliness didn't stop her. The lack of strength didn't stop her. She said, I need something, and it's a miracle, and I'm going to get a hold of the one who can provide that miracle. Oh, I'm going to get a hold of the one who can provide that miracle and give me that miracle. The Bible says she... There was this pressing. There was this pressing through the hindrance. There was this pressing through the holding back. Oh, hallelujah. Depletion. I, I, I ain't got no money. I don't have any resources. I don't have any capabilities here. I don't know where. I mean, I don't know where the next meal is coming from. Complete and total depletion. However, however, there was revelation because she still, she said, even though I'm completely depleted, I still have a hand that can get a hold of Jesus. Is there, I tell you, that is where faith begins to activate is when we say though everything else is gone I've still got a Jesus connection I still got a praise in my mouth I still got the word of God in my hand I've still got belief within my heart I still have Faith, though everything in this world has fallen apart around me, there's still one that I can get a hold of who can turn this situation around. And let me tell you the theme of all in this year. Sometimes the all in is not a whole lot, but give him what you do have and it will lead to wholeness. Hallelujah. Give him what you do have and it will lead to wholeness. Hallelujah. Jesus looked at her. Jesus looked at her and the Bible says that the flow stopped immediately. The flow stopped immediately. And she was trembling. Many believe it had to do with the fact because she knew she was kind of breaking the law so to speak she is trembling and in fear but the Bible says if you could imagine this if you could imagine this for just a second there's a crowd around Jesus there's someone who ain't got nothing but a prayer but oh honey that's one of the best places you can be is when you ain't got nothing but a prayer because I tell you what, the Lord may have been delivering you from distractions that kept you from him. And then you have no other choice but to call upon him and lean upon him. That's just a little extra nugget there. But the Bible, if you could just visually imagine this for a second. You've got this crowd that's literally thronging so up close with Jesus. But there's somebody who has nothing and is depleted who's going to press through now but the bible says she doesn't touch the front of his garment 
She doesn't touch the side of his garment. But she reaches Linda to the back of his garment. She reaches forward to the, okay, the desperation I'm in. I'm just a person who's the back of the hem of his garment. I'm just someone who can touch the back of the hem of his garment. But do you see in Jesus' reaction? He looks at that woman face to face and says, be of good cheer. Because I don't know about you, even though the Bible doesn't say face to face, I don't see Jesus standing like this and her standing behind him saying, be of good cheer, your faith has made you whole. No, but I see Jesus turned around in a woman who has been rated unclean to a woman who's been in desperation, depleted, broke, busted, disgusted, and everything and messed up from the waist up and all those little preacher cliches. He pulls her around and says, listen, be of good cheer, your faith has made you whole. Can I tell you something this morning? Quit thinking the only thing you have is the back of his garment. Quit thinking the only thing you have is the back of Jesus' garment. You have favor with him that makes him want to bring you face to face and speak life into you. You are the apple of his eye. You are his firstborn. You are his, his elect. You're a face to face importance to Jesus. Pulls her around after she had touched the back of the hem of his garment. And he says, go. Be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Now, now, now you look at faith for just a second as we all stand together. There's something about faith that leads to wholeness. Faith that leads to wholeness does not mean that we've already got fleshly victory. You want to know that? Faith is pressing through even in our brokenness. Faith is getting a hold of Jesus saying, Lord, everything that I have and that I own is completely gone and depleted. I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm broken. Mm. But I've still got something. And I'm going to believe in faith that as I connect to you, Jesus, I'm going to find wholeness, change, property changing transforming power as I get a hold of you can I throw in one little nugget you're a value to him so much so that when all the dignitaries and all the important people are around and all the people who can pray pretty and all that stuff are up close to him all the people who think they know how to be up close to Jesus you're a value to him that you stick out in a crowd. You stick out in a crowd. 
And when you get a hold of him, you're not just his leftovers. He makes notice of you and makes recognition of your need. Just like that unclean woman with the issue of blood, Jesus wants to look at some folks and say, whoa, I felt power, leave me. I felt, connect. that's what Jesus was saying. I felt virtue as the King James Version says, leave me. Meaning that somebody got a hold of me. And it's not in our fleshly victory that we can go to him. But if we'll approach him in faith in the midst of brokenness, we will be made whole. Oh, can you just throw up your hands and love on him for a minute? Oh, can you just throw up your hands and love on him for a minute? Lord, we we glorify you for wholeness, God. Oh, Jesus, right now, this morning, if you have anything you just need to get a hold of Jesus about, you just simply need to get a hold of Jesus about, I want you to step out of your seat and come and stand with me in this front area. Can we do that, saints? If you have anything, anything at all that you just need to get a hold of Jesus about, I want to pray with you this morning. I want to stand in agreement with you today. Anybody just need to get a hold of Jesus for any particular thing that you're facing or dilemma. Amen. Amen. Anybody else say, I just need to get a hold of Jesus about some stuff this morning. I need to get, come on, saints of God. Anybody, anybody just need to get a hold of Jesus this morning. You just need to get a hold of Jesus this morning. Lord, we glorify you. We praise you, God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I want to wait just another moment. Anybody else just need, to, just need to get a hold of Jesus about anything today? Any need, any healing, any family dilemma? Can we just get a hold of Jesus this morning? Can we get a hold of Jesus with you today? We want to stand in agreement and in prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we believe it this morning, God. We believe it this morning. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. We will find wholeness in Jesus. There's something with the word whole. It's. He didn't just look at her and say, You're well now. You're not sick anymore. He looked at her and said, You're whole saying that I'm totally, I love this, there's a total side to what happened in your life. It was like a multiple-fold transformation that happened in the life of the woman with the issue of blood. Healing, financial provision, Deliverance. Oh, oh, oh. Jesus looked at her and said, Your faith has made you whole. Because you got to understand, in the midst of her affliction, there was also the religious requirements. Jesus broke off religion with the woman with the issue of blood. 
He didn't say your religion made you whole. Your faith made you whole. I'm ready to break off religion. I'm ready to do anything religiously. Done with it. I'm done with it. I'm ready for a people of faith to rise up. To rise up this morning. To rise up. Lord, we give you praise. I wonder today if I could get some prayer warriors to just come and stand behind these folks who have come forward for prayer. Can you just come with them and stand behind them? Yes, Jesus. We believe it, God. We believe it. Okay. Vicki said she wants to stand in place for Ann Weingartner, who's battling pain in her joints. Would you reach your hand forward and pray with us this morning? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray for Vicki this morning who is standing in place for Ann Weingartner. We ask you, God, that you would touch her body. Make her whole, God. Make her whole. Every amount of 